Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode 43 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today is probably the episode I'm most excited about out of all the 40 plus episodes that I've done, other than I guess the interviews, because I really enjoyed those. Uh, But for solo episodes, I think this is the most powerful one for me. Uh, And what I'm going to do is talk about The Power of One More. And that is a book that was published uh, last month in June of 2022 by Ed Milet. And I actually purchased both the print version and the audio version, which I don't usually do. Uh, I like to listen to those type of books on Audible. uh, But for this one, I also wanted to be able to mark it up, go to different parts. And uh, I've been a fan of Ed Milet for a long time. uh, So I was really excited about this book. And I feel like it brings a lot of things together. Uh, But I also know that not everybody has time or the desire to read those type of books. And so what I wanted to do is apply the power of one more to running. And so that's what I'm going to do in the next couple minutes. And I'm going to split this up into at least two episodes, if not three, uh, just because it's so much to take in and we can't, you know, yes, we all want to take massive action. We want to be the best version of ourselves. But sometimes if it's just information overload, then we tend to do nothing. Uh, if you're like me anyway, that's what happens. So uh, Ed Milet in The Power of One More says that, you know, in order to transform your life, you're a lot closer than you think. And that's where I think we just get stuck. You know, we don't realize when we feel like we're at the end of our rope that we're just like in a tunnel to nowhere that a lot of times right around the corner is a much better future. And there's so much negativity in the world right now. I think we all just need a little bit of uplifting positivity, noting that, you know, maybe you were just one more try, one more call, one more step one more day of running and then you're going to get you know closer to your goals so i'm going to go through the first let's see how many is it going to do first seven of his chapters uh and just apply the different concepts specifically to fitness and running and i'll tailor it to the over 40 audience uh so number one is he talks about having one more look at your identity and i've talked a lot about that on my solo podcast and just that our identity is a lot of times shaped in our childhood you know maybe you were a music person in school maybe you were very academic and you weren't athletic maybe you were super athletic and then you got your identity from that and you grew up and you were kind of like ident- your identity came from your achievements in an, an athlete you know maybe it was running maybe it was a different athletic uh, activity or music or whatever it was but you you grew up and you uh, shaped your identity based on achievement and then you know now you're like over 40 you're trying to stay fit but let me tell you it's a lot harder and you're probably not setting prs and if you are uh you're definitely in the minority because it's hard if you're a long time runner to just keep getting better uh there's just something about you know the the body i've done episodes on that of the why but it's it's the honest truth uh so how can we you know keep our identity in the right place 
I really like the analogy he gives of a thermostat. And so I think you can apply it to your running. And, you know, even in the last couple of, you know, 30 seconds, I talked about how we're slower. So right there, I'm saying that the identity of a runner over 40 is a little bit slower. You know, so I'm already setting a thermostat probably a little bit too low. And I need to be more like the identity of a master's runner is a strong, dedicated, uh, motivational uh, runner, something like that. And then the thermostat would be more at 100 versus like down at 80 or 75, which is the way I was speaking before. And what you do and, and what life gives you is it gives you what your thermostat is. And so if your thermostat is set a little bit low, like, you know, 75, maybe you'll have a good run, maybe two good runs, but then probably you're gonna get injured, you're gonna have a bad day, you're gonna have a bad race, because it just keeps coming back and that's what you expect. So if you're expecting it and you're just, you know, pretty good, I'm pretty, pretty, you know, average, you know, then that's what you're gonna get. And, and he talks about how life just gives us what we expect. Whereas if you have this expectation that like, I'm actually a really strong runner, like I put in a lot of effort, I expect to do well, I uh, will, you know, you know, in my races, I anticipate that they're going to go well, you know, my thermostat is set at 100, then probably what's going to happen is most days you're going to get out on that run, and you're going to feel pretty good, you're going to fix your posture, you're going to expect that the day is going to go well, and maybe you know, you know, that first mile is always the hardest, but then after that, I kind of get into my groove, and my thermostat is right where it needs to be, and I rise to the level of that uh, where I have it set. So what he talks about is just, you know, making sure your thermostat set where it should be. Um, and if it's not, making sure you flip it, you turn it up to where it needs to be. Uh, and in order to do that, he says to pay close attention to who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and then just continually scratch out those negative thoughts. And he says, the whole premise of the book is the power of one more, doing one more thing. So for this specific thing, it would be, uh, you know, maybe changing it one degree. So, you know, and not saying I'm going to go from 75 to 100, but 75 to 76 and doing that for one month straight. Just making one more little change uh, to get back to where you want to be. Okay, uh, the second one he talks about is seeing one more possibility. And I already did a podcast on the reticular activating system and how it applies to running. So I'm not going to go into that in depth, but that is actually what he talks about. And he talks about seeing one more thing that you want to see. And so he gives the analogy like of the homeless drug seeker, like they're going to be able to find drugs, right? Because that's what they're seeking. And that's, I know that's a really like super obvious example, but um, it's like the dog, like, you know, you could put all these things in the room and you put a treat. They're able to, obviously they're smelling it, but they're seeing it too, you know, and they're able to find it. Um, so for you, maybe it's trying to find one more healthy thing. So like in your fridge, you know, like being really pay attention and start seeking out one more healthy snack. Maybe it's just a snack versus a meal. Um, but he talks about just doing one more, like try to see one more thing that's going to be a healthier choice. Um, you know, you could also say, I'm going to see one more positive thing on my run. Just pick one thing today. Like when you're outside on your jog or even on your treadmill, maybe it's something on your wall. Maybe it's something in your neighborhood that you never noticed before. A really pretty flower, a really pretty tree. And, and then you're just triggering like some happiness on your route. Uh, and then you're expecting to see that in the future. So your brain's going to seek out like more pretty things, more beauty in nature, more, uh, you know, happiness that you have a workout room, things like that. 
All right, number three is one more try. Uh, and what he's saying is that if you act and do the same things as everyone else, you're gonna get the same results as everyone else. I love this so much. And he just is talking about one more try. So if you've had a bad run, if you've had a lot of injuries lately, if you've had a bad race, you know, what I'm gonna encourage you to do is just go give it one more try. So like, if you haven't, if you've taken a couple weeks off, it's fine. Like, just get up tomorrow and give it one more try. If you've stopped doing speed work or just, you know, been in a rut, like one more try, like just do it one day. Don't commit to a new training plan if you're in a slump. Just do it one day. Like, even if it's just a mile, it doesn't matter. It's it's one taking action for one day. So I think uh, that, I love the one more try. That's probably my favorite out of the chapter so far. And he says to be really aggressive about it. He doesn't mean like aggressive as far as like what the action, like the, what it is. So I don't, I'm not saying you have to go run 10 miles if you're not in shape, but like he just means like go all in, like, you know, like dress yourself for that race or that, uh, sorry, that, um, that run, get yourself ready, like put your hair up, like be ready and all in no matter how short it is. And just to give it one more try one day. All right. Number four, he talks about like one more minute or one more hour or one more day of time management and how, you know, everyone's running around and we're all saying we're so busy. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for that. But in reality, there's a lot of time in the day that we're wasting. So he says like regain one minute, one hour, one, you know, whatever it is of your day. So for with respect to running, like I like the thought of you know, just take finding one minute every hour to just do something physical, you know? So if you stand up every hour for, you know, at your desk, and I don't care how silly you look, if you're there for eight hours and you stand up for eight, that's eight minutes that you could have done squats or some kind of arm exercise or stretched a little bit. So just do one thing for one minute every hour, some kind of um, physical activity, even not, you know, when you're actually at your office. So uh, I think that's super helpful. Uh, the other thing I like about, you know, thinking about in time is just adding a minute or adding a rep, you know. So if you usually run for 45 minutes, run for 46 tomorrow. If you usually do 10, you know, bench presses, do 11. Uh, I did this with my burpees. So I usually do them in sets. Instead of sets of 10, I always do 11 now and I don't even think about it. I just think one more. Like I think about how many more I've done in a week if I added one more to each set. Okay. Uh, so the one thing that he says is like time flies and it's how we perceive it. So we all have the same amount of time, uh, whether it's 2022 or, you know, it's years past, there's still 24 hours in a day. It's how we use them. And he uh, mentions that, you know, if we don't waste time, others won't waste yours. So I think that's valuable advice too. Uh, number five is one more emotion. So what kind of emotions are you feeling during your, like before your workout? Like, do you feel dread? Or do you feel like, you know, I'm pretty excited about this. I get to move my body. I get to make healthier choices. Uh, I'm going to feel really good afterward. You know, what do you feel blissful? Do you feel peaceful? And if not, like, what is your emotional state? Because if it's most likely, it's probably always pretty similar because uh, we all kind of return to this emotional home. So what he, the question he asks is specifically, what are the five to six emotions I want to experience? So in your next run tomorrow, or if you're running right now, what are the five to six emotions you want to feel? Do you want to feel like optimistic? Do you want to feel light on your feet? Do you want to feel like strong? Do you want to feel um, in, like uh, inspired. What do you want to feel? Because if you decide what you're going to want to feel and then you figure out like what's holding you back from that, then you're going to be able to feel that way. So that's, 
you know, he, he doesn't say like you got to do all five to six of them, but um, what he says is to identify one negative emotion that you're feeling. So like one negative thing that you're feeling on the run, maybe it's just fatigue or just like burnout, something like that. And then find one more emotion that you want to feel more of. So maybe that's enthusiastic and that's what you want to focus on. You want to focus on anytime you have a thought that's feeding that negative emotion, scratch it out. And anytime you can just like emphasize that I am strong, I am strong, I'm strong. Like literally say it to yourself because if you say it to yourself, then you'll believe it. Uh, Number six, I already did a whole podcast on this, but it's about your associations. It's about your peers and it's about going out and surrounding yourself with other fit people that have goals that are similar to yours and it's your inner circle. So if you don't have a running group, then get on Instagram and follow some runners that are the kind of person that you want to be. Don't look at it as jealousy, like reframe it as a good thing that if other people are doing it, you can achieve it too. Uh, So definitely, you know, your peer group, whatever you're doing with people that you hang out with, that's going to be your standards. So look for one more way to surround yourself with one more person that can really up-level you and help you out. Uh, And then number seven, this is the last one for this episode, is one more dream. I love this, and I hope you do too. Like, have one more dream, like kids dream, and then we give up on our dreams. Where If you're listening to this, you're probably over 40. So, you know, he encourages us to operate from our imagination and not from our history. So stop thinking about that time that you gave up running or you stopped in a race or you had, you know, a, a bad workout or you gave up on your fitness or you ate like crap. Like, stop it. It doesn't matter. You're operating from your history and you need to start dreaming. Dreaming is completely free and it's our greatest gift. And if you put your imagination to work, it will work for you. So, you know, he says, you know, we think about dreaming about like when we're sleeping, but if you've ever woken up like with this good idea or like had like in the middle of a work meeting or something like that, something comes to you, like that's because you're dreaming. So, you know, you're not too old. You're not, you can't, you, you don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to um, live in the past, live in the future, dream big and put your imagination to work. So that's the power of one more. So that is the first seven chapters. It's 20 in total. Um, but like I said, I just thought it was so much emo- like information. But if you don't do anything else, at least run for one more minute. Add one more workout this week, even if it's literally five minutes, you know, like that you're doing some strength or some stretching. Just one more thing and make one more healthy choice in your nutrition. And at the end of the week, you'll have done three things that just will power you up one more. Uh, and then maybe just encourage one other person Person to do the same thing like encourage someone else to go for a walk or run with you later in the day uh, and up level your life because if you can impact another person you're going to feel great too so thank you so much for listening to the running after age 40 podcast uh, I'm going to continue to dive into this book and then come back with part two in about a week uh, I'd love to hear what you think and just share with other like-minded people because we all need a little bit of one more thanks Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.